Hey everyone, this is Joe Christian with the Rootworks Podcast, bringing you around the world in five for today, February 7th, 2024. Okay, here we go. Jerusalem, Israel, too little, too late. From the river to the sea, Hamas shall no longer be. Under heavy pressure from the United Nations, the United States, and even the hardcore right of his own government, Benjamin Netanyahu will not relent. His most recent rejection of a ceasefire offer from Hamas, a response to a proposal drawn up by U.S. and Israeli spy chiefs, resends the clear message that nothing short of Hamas's total annihilation will be regarded as an end of the conflict. The Prime Minister declared in no uncertain terms, we are on a path to total victory. Victory is within reach. It is not a matter of years or decades. It is a matter of months. And I would like to emphasize again that there is no solution other than total victory. If Hamas survives in Gaza, it is only a matter of time until the next massacre and the axis of evil of Iran and its proxies will continue its campaign of killing and aggression without interruption. Only a total victory will allow us to restore security in Israel, both in the north and the south." Unquote. Hamas's response to the initial proposal offered a four-and-a-half-month ceasefire, during which time all hostages would be released as long as Israel withdraws all of its forces from the Gaza Strip, and then an end to the conflict could be negotiated. Quote, The conditions set by Hamas sharpen a simple truth, Netanyahu continued. There is no substitute for victory. Only a complete victory will ensure the elimination of Hamas and the return of all our hostages. I said these things to President Biden over the weekend. I greatly appreciate the U.S. support for Israel and have also expressed this to the president. However, I firmly stand by our vital interests." The Prime Minister is correct, ladies and gentlemen. When you are dealing with an enemy whose sworn mantra is the annihilation of your people, there is no other solution than to totally annihilate them. You know, it's sadly funny that the aggressor, the people who incited this war, who invaded a country, who murdered and raped and pillaged and celebrated the spoil and has been actively doing so for 75 years, now is cowering and crying uncle. This is like a bully who runs over and punches someone in the face and then hides behind their big brother begging you to stop chasing them. Please stop hurting me. Why are you so mean? Hamas is evil. It is unrelenting. It is a population of sociopaths and psychopaths, and they need to be destroyed. So here's to your credit, your courage, and your resolve, Mr. Prime Minister. Go get them. Moscow, Russia. Talk to Tucker. Putin is. As most of the English-speaking world now knows, Tucker Carlson is poised to release a recent interview he has conducted with Russian President Vladimir Putin. Tucker prefaced the interview with a five-minute monologue from Moscow explaining his intentions and purpose for the interview. I'm not editing this at all, and I'm not quoting it. I want you to hear it straight from his mouth. Here's his mission in his own words. This segment is going to run a little long today because I think to edit this would do it injustice. Listen. We're in Moscow tonight. We're here to interview the president of Russia, Vladimir Putin. We'll be doing that soon. There are risks to conducting an interview like this, obviously. So we thought about it carefully over many months. Here's why we're doing it. First, because it's our job. We're in journalism. Our duty is to inform people. Two years into a war that's reshaping the entire world, most Americans are not informed. They have no real idea what's happening in this region, here in Russia or 600 miles away in Ukraine. But they should know. 
They're paying for much of it in ways they might not fully yet perceive. The war in Ukraine is a human disaster. It's left hundreds of thousands of people dead, an entire generation of young Ukrainians, and it's depopulated the largest country in Europe. But the long-term effects are even more profound. This war has utterly reshaped the global military and trade alliances, and the sanctions that followed have as well. And in total, they have upended the world economy. The post-World War II economic order, the system that guaranteed prosperity in the West for more than 80 years, is coming apart very fast, and along with it, the dominance of the U.S. dollar. These are not small changes. They are history-altering developments. They will define the lives of our grandchildren. Most of the world understands this perfectly well. They can see it. Ask anyone in Asia or the Middle East what the future looks like. And yet the populations of the English-speaking countries seem mostly unaware. They think that as nothing has really changed. And they think that because no one has told them the truth. Their media outlets are corrupt. They lie to their readers and viewers. And they do that mostly by omission. For example, since the day the war in Ukraine began, American media outlets have spoken to scores of people from Ukraine, and they have done scores of interviews with Ukrainian President Zelensky. We ourselves have put in a request for an interview with Zelensky, and we hope he accepts. But the interviews he's already done in the United States are not traditional interviews. They are fawning pep sessions specifically designed to amplify Zelensky's demand that the U.S. enter more deeply into a war in Eastern Europe and pay for it. That is not journalism. It is government propaganda, propaganda of the ugliest kind, the kind that kills people. At the same time, our politicians and media outlets have been doing this, promoting a foreign leader like he's a new consumer brand. Not a single Western journalist has bothered to interview the president of the other country involved in this conflict, Vladimir Putin. Most Americans have no idea why Putin invaded Ukraine or what his goals are now. They've never heard his voice. That's wrong. Americans have a right to know all they can about a war they're implicated in. And we have the right to tell them about it because we are Americans too. Freedom of speech is our birthright. We were born with the right to say what we believe. That right cannot be taken away no matter who is in the White House. But they're trying anyway. Almost three years ago, the Biden administration illegally spied on our text messages and then leaked the contents to their servants in the news media. They did this in order to stop a Putin interview that we were planning. Last month, we're pretty certain they did exactly the same thing once again. But this time, we came to Moscow anyway. We are not here because we love Vladimir Putin. We are here because we love the United States, and we want it to remain prosperous and free. We paid for this trip ourselves. We took no money from any government or group. Nor are we charging people to see the interview. It is not behind a paywall. Anyone can watch the entire thing, shot live to tape and unedited, on our website, TuckerCarlson.com. Elon Musk, to his great credit, has promised not to suppress or block this interview once we post it on his platform, X, and we're grateful for that. Western governments, by contrast, will certainly do their best to censor this video on other less principled platforms because that's what they do. They are afraid of information they can't control. But you have no reason to be afraid of it. We are not encouraging you to agree with what Putin may say in this interview but we are urging you to watch it. You should know as much as you can. And then, like a free citizen and not a slave, you can decide for yourself. Thanks. I am way out of time. 
This is Joe Christian with the Rootworks Podcast. You've just gone around the world in five. Don't go to sleep. Watch, Watchmen, watch. We'll talk to you later.